I was just talking with somebody uh, this morning who is also like raised Catholic and we both were kind of expressing our confusion <laughs> at just the vibe of people who convert to Catholicism because that's basically yes. who we're going to be talking about today on the conservative Catholic right are people who converted and then not just converted but became trad cats. And I think, you know, yeah. anybody that spends a lot of time on Twitter has Hardcore noticed these people, Catholics. right? They're, yes. they're, yeah. they're a prominent well, there's subculture. There's certainly a block on, on Twitter. A lot of them are very uh, passionate and vociferous posters. It's an interesting trend on the on the in the catholic sphere towards uh in, integralism as it's called i mean mm-hmm. they'll say that it's not a trend that it's the traditional catholic political theology and obviously like they do look to uh their tradition and to their text to kind of ground the ideas of the contemporary wave of of integralism, but there definitely is uh, a resurgence of, of sorts happening. And I, it's definitely interesting to discuss because this is definitely a movement that very explicitly recognizes uh, the, the subliminal jihad in certain ways. They definitely are interested in the uh, interaction between this this world, the perceived world, the, the world of the, the political or the temporal sphere with other spheres, supernal or uh, spiritual spheres. And that is kind of the main uh, preoccupation of their political theory, their aspirations, and their... Agenda. You know, agenda, their movement. Yeah, exactly. You could pretty uh, fairly call it an agenda. And yeah, yeah, it's... Well, yeah, although they don't really seem to have like, a clear plan for realizing this, but, like, their enthusiasm for it is disconcerting, as yes. is, like, their prominence as, like, intellectuals within their own world and the power that's occasionally ac- afforded to them by, yes. you know, institutions. Yeah, uh, and, and I think, yeah, the, the main topic that we're going to kind of swirl around today and explore is the concept of integralism. And to a lesser extent, we'll also talk about a somewhat related concept that has a little more currency on, I guess, what you would call the, the Catholic left, which is distributism, which occasionally pops up in kind of left spheres as an interesting Catholic alternative to both socialism and capitalism. We'll kind of get into that, but really the sussest one of the two is definitely integralism, which basically kind of presupposes uh, or, or aspires towards nothing less than the supersession of the church and its, I guess, well, laws be, and be values. Careful. Be careful, okay? You're not recognizing the Galatian diarchy at all right now okay i think that i think we need to read (laughs) you know from from the josias uh the josias.com which is like the like almost the official or maybe the unofficial website of integralism Mm -hmm. i think we just need to read you know their little bit about integralism in in three sentences you know that is the little thing that will get this uh, across. Integralism by uh, one of the leading figures of this uh, intellectual movement, uh, a young man and I guess a member of the Cisterian Order. I hope I'm saying that right, am I? Anyway, he's a member of this order. Edmund Waldstein? Uh, yes, Edmund Waldstein, also known as Pater Edmunds. Uh, you maybe have seen him on Twitter. Uh, a lot of Catholic fanboys will have him 
with, I guess it's a Cistercian, sorry. Woof, I'm really okay. whiffing these, but I don't care. I'm Muslim. Mm. And I feel like I have license after some of the stuff that we'll go through in this episode about these people's views. Uh, I feel like I have license to mispronounce their names and, and show them a great disrespect and disregard at every turn. <laughs> anyway, so Catholic integralism is a tradition of thought that rejecting the liberal separation of politics from concern with the end of human life holds that political rule must order man to his final goal. Since, however, man has both a temporal and an eternal end, integralism holds that there are two powers that rule him, a temporal power and a spiritual power. And since man's temporal end is subordinated to his eternal end, the temporal power must be subordinated to the spiritual power. So there are two powers, but, you know, one obviously is primary because the whole point of this life is to get you to the next life. So everything around that comes first so yes. if for instance like it's good for the church to like be able to tell the temporal power what to do in terms of uh religious issues like you know promoting basically everyone to be catholic through yes. through uh through nudges uh, yeah, through, may, definitely maybe through some nudges yeah uh, we'll, either we'll get to th- that yeah uh through at least through nudges if not through outright shoves um <laughs> depending yeah uh, uh shoves onto your knees uh yeah, to accept uh, the right. legitimacy Especially, of the Pope or the Holy yeah. Father, which I have to emphasize is quite new in kind of Catholic American Catholic culture. And as we'll probably get into later, there are even some extremely reactionary American Catholics that absolutely hate these people and have gotten into a kind of supplemental jihad of their own against them. And while I do not endorse their ultimate goals um, for, I guess, you know, a more ideal Catholic-inspired world order, at least some of their some of their critiques really do land pretty well because the integralist kind of ideology or the ontology, I guess, that they're operating with is pretty wacky. And it's like hard to really take seriously, except when you look at kind of how relatively influential a lot of these people are, right? Yeah, there's like, something we're not talking about going on. Yeah, I mean, some- in the sense of like people I mean, with no they, credentials, right? Yeah, they're not like complete whack jobs. Like I don't know, I'm trying to think of somebody who's just like out there. Like uh, we're not talking about the guy who communicates with Zorth or something. You know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> for one, uh, probably to me, like one of my long time, and I hopefully you know uh, we're still under the radar enough that he won't see this and block me because. One of my longtime hate follows, like probably my one true at this point remaining hate follow on Twitter is Adrian Vermeule, mm. who is like one of the most outspoken and most prominent uh, integra- integralists. And he yes. is a professor at Harvard Law School. <laughs> and in addition to that, he was appointed, presumably because some like little perfidious bow tie man was whispering <laughs> in Trump's ear. He was actually appointed to like the American Council on like Administrative Law. I don't remember what exactly it's called, like uh, the ACUS, the ACUS, the Administrative Co- Conference of the United States, Administrative Conference of the United States. Yeah, which apparently doesn't get paid for or anything, but he still has his position. And I noticed that Biden did fire some Trump appointees to that conference. But I noticed that. I looked at that Mueller. article, but I didn't notice them mention Adrian Vermeule's name. He so does la- that mean no, he's he still there? He's still on it. Oh, wow. Catholics sticking together. No, wow. but uh, I think I think the real be- reason might be that like he didn't have another job in the Trump administration when he was appointed. So there was some kind of loophole where Biden 
couldn't legally fire him or something, or like it, it's, it might be something like that, or it could be, you know, a Catholic conspiracy. Well, I don't know because at the same time, that see, we we're, we're delving into some deep intra-Catholic like intrigue and kind of ideological spiritual warfare right now. So things, the battle lines can get very tricky. We're going to try to untangle them as best we can, but I generally would regard Joe Biden as very much like a Pope Francis kind of Catholic. Yeah, very Jesuit, and definitely there's no Catholic. question that Vermeule hates Biden. Yes. In fact, something that's really funny that we'll get into is that uh, Vermeule is a very prolific co-author of pieces, including a very famous one about conspiracy theories oh, yeah. with uh, Cass Sunstein. <laughs> yeah, so he wrote about how, you know, conspiracy theories, basically they need to be like uh, conspiracy uh, theory groups, groups of prolific conspiracy theories, including communities in like foreign contexts, you know, need to be like suppressed or subverted, you know, through various uh, nudgely slash type ways but like you know when biden won he melted down like and he went full election fraud like he he, yeah he went full election fraud (laughs) yeah completely it's really funny you know i think really one of the things about vermule that i think is amazing is that there's this one account on twitter I can't really vouch for the account itself because I don't really like, I, I couldn't tell you like what they actually even tweet about, but I see their display name from time to time, which I think is just totally brilliant, which is a 45 year old man saying Keck. And okay. I think that's such a type. And that to me, like, is the epitome of Vermeule. Like, he's like this old, like, professor, like, fuddy duddy dude who sounds like, you know, a Muppet. Like, people say Jordan Peterson sounds like a Muppet. I think he even sounds more like a Muppet than Jordan Peterson. <laughs> but he'll, like, be like, that's based, you know, oh, it's so based uh, when you, like, you know, shutter all Protestant churches and uh, force everyone to repent and submit to the Pope. Yeah, you know, like, we'll, we'll get to that because oh, apparently... it's pretty cringe yeah. not to be any religion except for a f- devout follower of the Viker of Christ. Yeah, he has a lot of deleted tweets through the years. He seems to be extremely online for a distinguished He's ex- Extremely online. In fact, yeah, he had to scrub a lot of his past tweets because I think maybe post his appointment to this this administrative conference. Yeah. Because, you know, he's like basically pretty much like a fascist. Like he tweeted what we were talking uh, just before we started recording about uh, one of his most galling tweets, which was uh, about Francoist Spain, yeah. which basically uh, consisted of the words of the good society. Uh, and the well, let, uh, you emoji. want me to read it? You yeah, want sure. To read read it? the context. Yeah. Read the context. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, from a tweet by Gray Connolly, who's like one of those Twitter abbies of like a hound dog with like a Navy hat with smoking a yeah, pipe that I feel yeah. like I've seen on like going back he's to like the Syrian on Catholic warriors. Twitter, you know, <laughs> yeah, I've seen he's him like, around a, like a veteran. Him and like, like the monkey Catholic. guy, the guy who has like a, mo- a monkey puppet like Jordan Perkins or whatever like oh like, yeah you know, yeah the, uh, people like that uh-huh. the right wing yeah anyway. yeah so this is in 2019 Greg Connolly tweeted as an extreme case British visitors to Spain in the 50s and 60s found ex-Spanish Civil War communists and socialists working on chain gangs, building roads, cleaning public places, etc. General Franco did not shoot them, instead wanting them to, quote, redeem themselves by work. And Adrian Vermeule replied, (laughs) the 
good society with like heart eye emoji after Literally. it. <laughs> yes. And then Greg Connolly wrote, my late mother did mention how pleasant and safe Spain was then. Um, okay. No, I fuck bet. you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, oh, you sicko Opus Dei fucks. I wonder if they are an Opus Dei. It wouldn't he surprise wishes. me. He yeah, wishes. He wishes. Uh, no, yeah, I, th- I think that he just wa- wishes he were an Opus Dei. Well, didn't he, did he not clerk for Antonin Scalia? I think he did, but now yeah. he's like very anti-Scalia because Scalia. Oh, because he, he abandoned. Uh, although a Catholic, a, he's an originalist, you know, yeah. and he believes that Vermeule's new thing is common good constitutionalism, which basically yes. is like you know judicial activism, kind of like living constitution theory, but where you kind of read into documents like what you already think, but instead of like you know for progressive principles, uh, it's for like, you know, integralism. Exactly. <laughs> if you really you know, wanted to boil down the legal side of it, because like, there are you know, a lot of professors like, and people that are yeah. involved in this, it, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of basically like we should use the kind of activist court kind of uh, tactics of something like the Warren court or something or the Burger court, but use it towards conservative policy ends, basically. And that basically is, I think, the primacy of that is sort of socially conservative ends at the end of the day. Though they do have, like, a complicated... They have a more interesting and complex relationship with, like, corporate power than some of the old... Maybe we'll get into... when We talk about some of the other recent converts to Catholicism, like J.D. Mm -hmm. Vance, and people that are, like, connected to Peter Thiel and go on Tucker Carlson all the time and talk shit about American corporations and tech companies and woke capital... And yeah, things like that. Capital, the worst They're, thing. They su- yeah. they found out that ca- they suddenly had this epiphany, you know, uh, that capitalism is immoral because, <laughs> like, you know, they they saw a black person on TV and that was just it. They were like, oh my god, this is a sin. For access to the full-length episode, subscribe to the Hour of Frequency at patreon.com/slash subliminaljihad.